surrendering is is the biggest lesson of 2022 for me and that was the start of it surrendering to all these friendships surrendering to the i don't know giving it up to god giving it to the universe surrendering the attachment to friendships to my vision board to ever being in love again everything to being a mother all this was so challenging and yet that's where I was. So I surrendered last year harder than I've ever surrendered. Welcome, welcome to P.S. I Love Me, the podcast. I am your host, Gina Swire, international self-love expert, coach, author, and manifesting queen. And I am on a mission to help a billion women fall madly in love with themselves and get everything they want in their life. And that, my friend, includes you. This podcast is for down-to-earth women who love spirituality, manifesting, and laughing at life's challenges. And remember, with self-love, anything is possible. Eleven Eleven is a really good time to start a podcast about the new year and wrapping up the last year. So in this podcast today, I'm going to share with you um, some of my reflections on 2022 and what I'm calling in, some of the biggest lessons, what's going on. Uh, yeah, I just felt like I wanted to share. And my intention with this is that you get to see places in your life where you could up level or not tolerate something or go big. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. And I will start by mentioning that when I did my sexy self-love soiree in between Christmas and New Year, I always do this event every year. I think it's the sixth time we've done it. It was so fun and it really is a great time to come together, literally come together and um, go through all of the last year and wrap it all up and call in the next year. And doing it in that way means you get accountability, you get it done. Um, There's all sorts of exercises to aim bigger to release more and yeah it's just it's just a really really good event honestly and I really really well I'll tell you the absolute truth (laughs) I'd had a month off with on paternity leave with honey and I'd been enjoying not working so much that when it actually came around to the self-love soiree I hadn't been online hardly at all. I hadn't really promoted it. My amazing team had been doing everything behind the scenes. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to teach for five hours. And I had a mini flip out in the morning. And then I was like, oh, I always flip out before something great. So I'm just going to know that lesson and dive in. So I did, I dived in, I really enjoyed it. The ladies that came live really enjoyed it. And it's such a vortex to do that kind of work together. And some of the exercises are kind of simple and some of them are more outrageous. We did a pleasure practice together. And um, yeah, so because I was holding the space, I wasn't filling in all of my um reflections and everything 
there and then. So I spent some time doing it afterwards. And one of the biggest things that I realized from 2022 is that I've really, really been practicing what I preach. And when it came to like, what, what didn't go well for you or what could you have done better? I was actually like scratching around for things to write because I think the biggest learning that I had from doing this exercise this year is that because I'm so intentional, because I'm so on it, if something's not working, I'm not tolerating it. Everything gets shifted, cleared, organized pretty much immediately. And if not immediately, as soon as I catch it. So there's no way I'm going to get to the end of the year and be like, oh my goodness, I've just realized all this stuff was out of alignment. And at the start of my journey, that was probably more so. And these reflections were, you know, bigger things to see. So now at this point in my journey, they're like micro adjustments, which are brilliant. And each micro adjustment is an opportunity to dive in deeper and be more aligned to everything that is in my life. So yeah, that felt really good to see. And the other thing that was really, 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 really good to see, the biggest thing on my reflection, the second biggest thing, was at the end of the um, the questions that I ask in the self-love soiree, there's a section about relationship to money, sex, and health. And, you know, three of the big topics that we look at in New Year or that I look at and my clients look at. And when I was looking at health, I had this download to... I was like, I feel like I've not really been sick or poorly, as we call it in England, hardly at all. I could remember like twice. And I decided to go through my WhatsApp and type in the name, the word poorly, because that's the word that I use. And everything that was poorly in the year came up. So it was mostly other people saying, I'm poorly, I'm sick. And when I looked back, I had COVID in June mini, a mini dose of COVID because I'd had it maxi the year before. And um, the only other times I'd been sick was arriving in Peru for my ayahuasca retreat where I immediately projectile vomited on arrival to Cusco because it's at altitude. Arriving in Tulum immediately got projectile shits because it was like, you know, immediate taco ingestion and then immediately no new bacteria and arriving in Costa Rica. And when I was traveling with Kim and Kim got COVID and I got again, like another tummy bacteria thing. So a little travel kind of like travel belly situation, but actually the entire year, well, you know, COVID is a thing, but I hadn't actually been sick at all. And it just gave me, I was like, fuck, that is like really quite something to be living in a body that takes such good care of me that, yeah, I've just hardly been sick. And then I was like, fuck, all these years, all the green juices, all the working out, all the getting out in the sunshine, all the positive beliefs, all the inner work, all the healthy food, all the organic produce, products, 
making the better choices, investing in in every level of health. And I'm like surprised that I've not been sick all year, you know? And I was like, wow, that's just, it really nailed me on how little, like even though I'm really grateful for my body all the year, I just, I was like, wow, that is, I just feel so special that I'm so looked after in this way. So yeah, I invite you to do the same and just see. And, you know, there's other years where I've had different sicknesses or whatever. And um, yeah, just, I really, really got to be grateful for my body. And I was like, wow, that has just taken it to a whole new level. So those were the two biggest things that I felt when I was doing my reflections. And obviously the other thing is getting my little baby doggy, getting Honey Bear, which I haven't spoken about on my podcast yet, um, who is sat somewhere near me right now, hoping she doesn't bark or try and savage my arm off during this. And uh, yeah, having a dog was such a big desire, a 30-year desire, probably more. Since I was a little kid, always wanted a dog, never thought I could have one. Maybe I couldn't, you know, all this traveling, all these years, and yet now I've got one. I'm like, why would I, why have I waited this long? Like, it's just the best thing ever. She's the best thing ever. I'm so happy. I get to play being mummy. I get to be her mummy. And like, it's really like just, yeah, I feel really, really grateful that this little baby fur baby soul came into my life and yeah she brings me so much pleasure and so much joy and so many laughs and everywhere I go everyone that meets her is a ball of love immediately like grown men turn to mush every child in the park is like yeah puppy and it's yeah it's just she's just walking love that's that's the only way I can explain it so that's really exciting as well So one thing that I would really, really urge you to do if you're listening to this and you haven't done it already is to write a list of everything that you accomplished in 2022. And this is a great practice ongoing to do every month or whenever you feel like it. It's really easy to focus on what you haven't done and actually what you have done gets lost. So I went through and came up with my list of accomplishments. The first one being my two rounds of the Infinite Self-Love Coaching Academy, which has been amazing this year. It has brought me so much joy. It has brought so many brand new coaches so much joy. There's so many new friendships formed these women are out in the world, they're helping people, they're having their own events. Some of them have done the first retreats. They have just been shining and in all honesty, going through some of the hardest times, you know, some of them have expanded so much that they're now not aligned to their old partner anymore or their old job anymore. Quite a few of them have left their jobs and now full-time in this work. So Yeah, I really feel proud and accomplished with that because it was something I'd wanted to do for a long time. And actually in the self-love soiree last year, that was my thing. If, If I knew I couldn't fail, that's what I would create. 
in the year. And so this year when I was doing that question, I was like, I know whatever I write right now is very likely to happen. So it was actually, I was actually nervous writing it. But yeah, the coaching academy was so fun. And if you're listening to this and thinking, you know what, in 2023, I want to become a self-love coach, then keep your eyes peeled because, you know, there's a little birdie tells me that something magical may be happening soon. And if that is you, definitely send me a direct message and just say, I was listening to your podcast and, you know, there's a, there's a part of me that fancies doing this or there's a full amount of me that wants to do this. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And the next thing was I rejigged um, my retreats. So pre-pandemic, I used to do anywhere between five and 10 retreats a year on self-love and all the foundations. It was incredible. So, so fun. And in the pandemic, I grew and switched and changed so much, as a lot of people did in this work. And my message really shifted more into the juicier, multi-orgasmic, a bit more risque, a bit more into plant medicine, well, a lot more into plant medicine, a lot more into these millionaire codes, this money mindset. And it just, all of that is like the next step from self-love. So self-love is imperative. You can't skip it. It has to be first, in my opinion. And So a lot of those ladies that had been coming on my retreats or been in my self-love courses, and now the students, the the clients that I have in all these other ways. So I rejigged my retreat to make it, basically, I called it the non-PG self-love retreat because it still all is self-love, but it's definitely like... It was the non-PG, or if you're in America, rated R, I think it's called. So that retreat was, oh my goodness. When I first got the download that that's what I was going to do, I wrote a list of, in, in my wildest dreams, what I would want to do with these ladies on this retreat. And I, in no way, shape or form, did I think I was going to do that because I was like, you know, I'm going to read the room and feel it out and probably just like simplify and just, just slightly soften. And then when the ladies arrived, they were just so up for it that everything on that list got done and more. And holy moly, like that grew me as a space holder, as a facilitator, as someone who gets what they want. Like it was freaking amazing and so fun to run and they oh wow yeah I loved that so much so if you're listening to that (laughs) and you are like I need this in my life then you will now know that our Tulum retreat which is a similar vibe end of February is now open for enrollment so get on that at the time of recording this there is spaces left I'm not sure if this space is left at the time of this going out. So come ask, check immediately. Don't wait. Another thing that happened was I, I've spoke about this in previous podcasts. I believe that I had what I now know to be a dark entity last year in 2021. And 2022 was when I 
self-remove that. And during my um, medicine retreats in in Peru, I got shown that this is actually part of my path, which I was like, "Um, no, not interested, ayahuasca. You can keep that one and fuck off. And ayahuasca was like, well, you're already doing it, so you can resist it all you want, but this is one of your tools. So this year I have been very successfully and powerfully removing dark entities from people, which I never thought was going to be my path. But there we go. You never know. So I am that weird person now that does that. And I I find it very weird. The process is very weird. I'm kind of always asking myself, is this working? And then I see the results and it's like, game changer so I'm like okay well I love changing the game I love helping people's game be changed so I'm available but it's very weird so that's all I'll say on that and like I said I went to Peru and I did an epic absolutely fundamental bonkers medicine retreat in Peru with Regan and Wampa my Regan is one of my coaches and you can hear more, much more about that on the, the podcast about the medicine retreats. And yeah, that just took me the deepest I'd ever been into. Um, a lot of it was around the father wound, around dad codes, dad healing. And again, I talk about that in the, in the other podcast. And then some other things, going to Egypt, doing this priestess pilgrimage, um, using all my light language, which was something that I got from the medicine. I could all of a sudden speak all these different languages that are healing languages. Um, Again, very bonkers, very trippy, but super fun. And um, I traveled for three whole months with my best friend, Kim. And that was part of pretty much like seven months of traveling where I went to 10 different countries um, so many different cultures, so many different contrasts, so many different challenges, so many different amazing everything. Yeah, I just feel very privileged that I got to do all of that last year. Obviously, getting honey is definitely one of my highlights and definitely something I accomplished. And they're the main things for me. So I would love to hear what are the main things that you accomplished? If you haven't done that, pause this podcast right now and write a list. I honestly believe that it will make you feel so good. So one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year, there's a few. One of them is about, and this is something that my mentor Patricia always says to me, that people are in our lives for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And even though we can think that people are in our lives for a lifetime, that is not always the case. So for me last year, um, there was some switching around of the main crucial people in my life, in mostly in terms of friends and female friends. So yeah, it was really weird. You know, people that I think that I thought, oh, these are going to be my friends forever till we die. And then all of a sudden, quite quickly, it became very obvious. Oh, maybe that isn't the case. And at first I was very like, cling. I was clinging to it. I was like, no, 
we have to make this work and no, we're friends forever. And, you know, we have these roots and, and then all of a sudden I got this download that I've had this before. So probably at least five years ago now, I've spoken about this in my book and on different podcasts where my kind of teenage friends who, again, I thought were going to be my friends forever and my best friend from birth Um, all of a sudden that all switched and they stepped out of my life, which was incredibly difficult and sad. And I still feel kind of sad about that in a way. And I got to see how that made so much spaciousness for new best friends to drop in who elevate me and elevated me so far beyond And it's not like I would still see those friends like once a year or twice a year and I would enjoy it. And then I had these other friends that were kind of like walking me to a new level. And so the friends that I've had for the last almost a decade, not all of them, but some, all of a sudden it was like, oh, they're kind of stepping away. And then these others have come in. So I'm like, okay, what is happening here? And I now that I have this knowledge that this happens and it's actually part of our expansion, it wasn't as painful, but it was still really painful. <laughs> and I will admit like around Burning Man time, it was all coming to a head. And I was actually in like four or five, I call them portals with friends, like friends that I would never think this was going to happen with all of a sudden it was like all my friends were stepping away from me and I was like what the fuck um yeah so it was really stressful really painful really confusing and I remember one day I was lying on my back lawn in England that sounds like code for something sexy but no it it isn't I was lying on the lawn face down just so stressed I almost cancelled going to Burning Man I'd broken down in tears to my mum and my mum was like, what is going on? And I was like, ah, and I was just so stressed. And when I did break down and then I lied on the grass and I just, I actually did this meditation, which I'll talk about another time, but I went really deep into this meditation and I got this download code that is just surrender, basically just you don't know what you don't know. I was trying to know everything. I was trying to know what's my part in this? Why are they being like this? What's going to happen? Are we going to sort this out? How are we going to sort this out? Oh, am I going to be okay with this? Like, you know, all of these questions were coming up and basically I was trying so hard to know what I don't know. And I just surrendered it. And then I was like, basically said to all of those friends, look, I don't know what I don't know. I'm just surrendering to this. You do what you want. I'll do what I want. It will either bring us further apart or closer together. I'd surrendered to the fact that it's for some reason that we don't know yet. Maybe in one year's time, when we look back, it'll be really obvious, but right now we don't know. So let's just go. Let's just do the thing. And that was really the first 
you know, surrendering is, is the biggest lesson of 2022 for me. And that was the start of it. Surrendering to all these friendships, surrendering to the, I don't know, giving it up to God, giving it to the universe, surrendering the attachment to friendships, to my vision board, to ever being in love again, everything, to being a mother, all this was so challenging. And yet that's where I was. So I surrendered last year harder than I've ever surrendered. And even though I thought I'd been surrendering before, I would say things like, I'm just surrendering to this, or I'm trying to surrender to this. And I was trying to surrender to it, but I hadn't surrendered basically. So when I did surrender, I was like, oh yeah, I wasn't surrendering before. Now I get that. So as I'm saying this to you right now, I'm realizing that this was, let's see, August. So that's a bunch of months ago. Feels like five years ago. And I've actually forgotten this again. So I'm really glad I'm having this conversation with you, myself, with my laptop right now. (laughs) I'm really glad that I'm getting to say this out loud because surrendering, adding surrender to any part of stew is the magic ingredient. Like, let's just see, let's let it unfold rather than trying so hard, which is confusing, exhausting. Yeah. Surrendering. So are you surrendering? If not, why not? (laughs) And where can you surrender? Get on your back lawn and get your surrender on. So in terms of the, the sisterhood shifts, What I didn't know then, but now I know, is that some of the souls in my soul family at that point had been stepping back. And now it's very obvious because I've moved to Austin, Texas, and all these very, very expansive sisters have dropped into my life like new souls who were, it feels at this point that they are going to walk me to a new level, a level that the friends previously were not walking me to. And they maybe are walking to their own higher level, but it's a slightly different frequency to mine. So it's not that they weren't going to up-level me and these sisters are and these are better. It's like the universe, God knew that it was a slightly different path or a slightly different frequency. And now I'm following what feels to be at this point an aligned path for me with aligned people. So I'm really grateful for that. I couldn't see it at the time, but now I'm starting to see it. Um, And yeah, I honestly do think that in our in our lives, if we are committed to this path, then this is going to happen. And it can be really painful if we cling. This is a really good one. So in all of these sisterhood portals that I was in, I got to see how much it fucking sucks when somebody is entitled. Oh, so in part of this journey last year, a friend sister of mine was acting in my humble opinion, very entitled, i.e. 
Um, people are normally just grateful with the energy that I bring and like, I don't have to pay for anything because I'm so special and I'm magic. So da, 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 da. And it's not that this isn't true. And yet how that is received felt so horrible. It was almost like, well, you're not magic and you're not special and I'm special than you, and I'm more magical than you, and I'm bringing so much more in this way than you, so you have to pay, and I don't. And I was like, this this feels just horrible. So I got to see in that moment, thank goodness for this mirror of this sister, how horrible that feels. And honestly, I, I have been that to men in the past. I have had an element of that unknowingly brought that kind of energy. And I've had it reflected by past ex-partners that I'm entitled and I'm like, I'm the fucking self-love queen. And it's not that it's not true. And yet there's a way, there's an energy where that comes from that feels horrible to receive. And I got to see that and feel that. So I'm really, really grateful. And I said in that moment, I'm, I never want to make someone feel like this again. And I, I know that I have. So I do think it's an important differentiation with self-love because self-love is so selfless and it's not about being better than anyone or it is about knowing our worth and our value, but that is also knowing their worth and their value. And if we ever get into this feeling of the we're more this or we're more powerful or we're more worthy or we whatever, for me anyway, it was a secret little sneaky egoic way of basically not doing acts of service, (laughs) not taking the bin out, (laughs) not doing this, not doing that. And yeah, it sucks. So I'm really glad that I got to see that in 2022. So one of the things that came up for me is that when I asked myself, what do I want to spend more energy on in 2023? I wrote, I wrote some things, you know, one of them is puppy training um, la la la, lots of things. One of them, big desire for this year is to buy a gorgeous house in Austin owned by me. And, um, halfway through doing this, I don't know if it's like, it is the dead of winter right now for most of us. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful sunny day here in Austin, but it, it is winter. It is that time of hibernating. You know, I do think new year is, kind of weirdly placed in the year because it's like the least good time to do like get a new get on the gym and you know it's just it doesn't feel like a good time to be like eating super light it feels like a good time to actually be like eating very like earthy foods and things so as I'm writing through my 2023, I had this feeling of, wow, I'm usually, I usually have so much direction and so much motivation. And I've been having a lot of feelings lately of, I don't know what direction I'm going in. And I don't know exactly what I'm doing. And I love, I love my work. I've been doing it for nearly a decade. And honestly, it's, it's never hard to be motivated 
And I'm just seeing, I'm sensing in myself, I am moving into a new way of being. And I think partly this is becoming a mum to honey and this desire to be a mother. And yeah, I've surrendered that. If it never happens, you know, I'm good. And yeah, I'm just noticing how, you know, last year I was like, I want to make my million. And the year before it's like, I want to have a bestseller. And the year before that, it's like, I want to create this course that helps millions of women. And the year before that, it's like, I want to do 10 retreats. And every year I nail my targets, you know, and this year I just, I was like, what am I creating? What do I want? And I really had this sense of, I don't really know. And I think this is actually testament to the lessons that I learned last year, which are last year, I got to really let go of my vision. And, you know, I'm the vision board queen. I have a vision board on my freaking desktop, on my phone. I've been doing vision boards for years, master manifester. And yeah, although I absolutely wholeheartedly know that if you create a vision board, you're getting most of those things on there pronto and you will be getting all of them at some point. And at the same time, this surrendering to the unknown felt just so right for me at the part of the journey that I'm at. So I guess it makes complete sense that I'm like, I don't want to really go there. Like, especially in business, I don't want to really call a load of things in. All I want to focus on is just being in my highest vibe, having my channel open, being healthy, being having fun, relaxing, being with gorgeous people that I love. And I know that when I'm doing those things, just downloads come in and I act on it immediately. And it's like, rather than trying to swim upstream and be like, right, it's January 1st, I have to create these goals. I was like, I'm just going to wait till I jump in and the tide just swooshes me And that just makes it so easy. So I was like, ah, okay, cool. (laughs) So maybe you listening have felt a bit like that as well. It's not that I'm not calling in anything. It's not that I'm not setting any goals. And yet out of this place already this year, I've been going to the gym and I I heard, I read something on Instagram, you know, when it's just like a, a, a passing thing, but it sticks. And somebody had said, do two things a day that you don't want to do for someone else. And I was like, oh my God, because honestly, like acts of service is my least love language. And just, I said it before, putting the bin out, <laughs> um, actually like just removing the spaghetti from the plug hole from the night before, which normally I would just leave till the cleaner comes. But I was like, I, I don't want to do that. But I was like, you know, for the for my housemate, when he comes in and there's not spaghetti in the plug hole, it's going to feel really nice. And I was like, just two things a day that I don't want to do. And I feel like, wow you know, that's a good thing. And then the other thing that 
I've heard this somewhere. It may may even be from Kim, my friend, because she's super like on it, on it, on it. I've never done this before, but she would get her gym clothes, socks, trainers, everything at the end of the bed the night before. So when she wakes up, there's no decisions to be made. She just literally throws the clothes on and goes to the gym. And somehow I just remembered that and I've been doing it this week. And I'm like, fuck, this is great. This is so easy. It's just like, bosh, you're already out the door. You know, there's no decisions to make. So I'm just seeing how out of the spaciousness, really nice, great things are just popping in that I know how to do. So yeah, it just feels good. Feels really, really good. I'll let you in on one, one little desire that when I was doing this just came through and I was like, oh, what would I really love this year? And the thing that came through was that I desire to fly first class to the Maldives with my sexy man and him book it and pay for it and all the things and yeah have a gorgeous week in the Maldives or two weeks and I was just like yeah that's what I want that's what I want this year yeah yeah so that actually prompted me to write a whole page of I Desire Um, and this is from my friends Amy and Ellie from Desire on Fire And you basically just get your journal and you write, I desire dot, dot, dot. And you just write, and then you do a whole page of it. It's called desire pulling. So yeah, I did that and wrote down all these desires and it was really fun. (sighs) Okay. So the big one, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Okay. So this just came in last night. I have thought about it before. I felt really scared writing this (laughs) because I know it's going to come true because I wrote it last year and it came true and the year before and it came true and the year before that. And this feels really, 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 really edgy for me to want. And it feels really, really, really edgy for me to not have really thought about and be telling you about right now, but I'm going to do it. So what would I do this year if I knew I couldn't fail? Ah, The first thing that came to me was providership. So this is a word that I didn't no, until a few months ago, probably February, I think was the first time I'd heard it in this way. And in these kind of communities where there's a lot of teachings about polarity and masculine and feminine and stuff, a few people are talking about this thing of providership, i.e. letting or inviting or allowing a man to provide for me. And the reason why this is so edgy is because around the age of eight, when my dad left, my mom and me and my little, my brother, my older brother, I somehow made a contract with God, with the universe, with myself. I will never, I will never let a man do that to me. 
I will never be left high and dry by a man. I will never need a man to provide for me. And guess what? I haven't. And yet there's a deep desire within me that wants to be in my feminine and wants to be provided for and wants all this stuff. And right now I'm reading the book, The Queen's Code. And, you know, it's no wonder all this is coming in. And this just feels like such an, I've never let a man provide for me, maybe in, in little ways. And yeah, I'm like, fuck, that's what came through. And that's what I wrote. And that's what I shall have. And an affirmation just popped up on my phone that says, love follows me wherever I go. I can have whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Um, Okay, so that and obviously amazing retreat in Tulum with amazing women. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this retreat in Tulum. I'm going to explode. You should see the villa. You will see the villa. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so lucky to get to do this work. I'm so excited. So um, there you go. There you go. There's my new year. I feel all of a jitter. Ah, I'm going to do some emotional release. Um, If anything that I've said in this podcast is inspiring to you or triggering to you or interesting or leveling or any any of the above, feel free to direct message me on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else. I would love to connect with you. I'd love to hear what you are doing this year if you knew you couldn't fail. It's such a powerful question. And fuck. Who knows, like this time next year, who knows what is going to have come. So leaning into the absolute ah, unknown of 2023, leaning into the possibility of what could be, leaning into the surrender that we don't know. It could be, we could be about to hit an absolute shit show. Who knows? And yet, we're, we got to this point, we got through, we got to here, we learned lessons, we're strong enough to withhold so much. And yeah, I am wishing you such an incredible, orgasmic, growthful, enjoyable, heart-centered, healthy, wealthy, delicious, ah, extravagant 2023 ever. I'm sending you so much love. Um, If you've loved this podcast, if you have taken anything away, then do everybody a favor and please share it. Leave a five-star review. This will help us to get noticed, to get seen and for more of the right people to hear it. 